Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is the gauntlet, Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, Cortland. I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. You're going to be punching some stuff? Girl power. Yeah. Um, wow. There's another use for the... Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm punch ready. back in time. Soundboard is ready. You know what? Speaking of soundboards, uh, kind of. I have uh I've been playing a lot of Dead by Daylight. I really like it, Brandon. Do you? Yeah. I, th- I thought you would. It's good. It's good stuff. I want to stream it and um I think it'd be super cool to have a I soundboard of you. Are You Afraid of the Dark clips. All right. Tell me, what makes it on Let's say you've got space for well, let's say 8 clips. Okay. What makes it on Well, obviously, obviously the top obviously. 8. Don't touch my stuff is like it's, it's like the W key for me. I'm just going to, every time I hit W to move, I'm just going to, don't touch my stuff. Oh, and that I feel like that would have so many applications. Like, you could say that all the time. Uh, for everything. Whether it's, like, relevant or not. I mean. <laughs> In any online game. So good. Yeah, so don't touch really? my stuff for sure. Um, I don't know what else. <laughs> I guess it's harder than I thought. Right. Six bucks. Six bucks. All right, that one has less less applications, <laughs> I feel, but okay. Anytime uh, that you know you're buying something for six dollars specifically, you can bust that out. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, maybe I'm getting that dugout. <laughs> I love that one. It's so good. Uh, let's do it. And all right, I think we're yeah. it would be like the perfect one. I, I would want them separate though, so I can you know. Mix and match and such. I feel I haven't listened to that episode in a while, so I feel like our versions of those lines are probably better than <laughs> the what they are, they're yeah. actually like in the show. We'll go listen to it, and it'll be like, "Let's do it." All right. She's actually just like, "Okay, sweetie." <laughs> Affirmative. Yeah. What we're talking about is uh, the tale of the captured souls back from season one. So, in case you guys didn't know, um. I don't know what else, but, uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? How are you doing this week, Brandon? I didn't even ask. I just went right into it. I'm sorry. You did ask. It's the first thing you said. Oh, did I? I don't even remember. That's how much I pay attention. Huh? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> just waiting for your turn to talk, huh? Yeah. I just was like, how are you? Me! <laughs> you know. <laughs> How's your week, Brandon? It was an alright week. Anything cool happen? Uh, I mean, I played some games, too. I'm falling deeper and deeper into this Pokemon hole, oh, which no, is, Brandon. uh... I'm- as I say it out loud as a phrase, I don't really want to use again. Yeah, the Pokemon. Um, yeah, it's just, it's getting worse. You know what? I supported you with Pokemon Go. I downloaded it too. I uh, encourage you to play the Pokemon card game because I play it. It's fun. What else have you done, Brandon? What more? I mean, did, did you buy Sword and Shield? What's going on? I mean, I didn't buy Sword and Shield yet. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, just Sword so far. Well, you'll have to let me know how it is because... Uh... I've been kind of avoiding that one, so... Alright, it's Pokemon. People were talking shit about it, so I didn't want to get it. Yeah. I've been out of the game for a while, so... I figured I can do one of these again. I think that's the best way to enjoy Pokemon Sword and Shield, because I hear that it's kind of like... I don't even know. I can't even... I don't even know. I know what you mean, because I've heard the same thing. Okay, alright. It's a pile of shit. Yeah, exactly. Well, we got some Are You Afraid of the Dark to talk about. You want to get this episode out of the way? Oh, yeah. Sure. Ah. Let's do it. <laughs> we just got done watching The Tale of the Phantom Light. What'd you think of this episode, Brandon? It was pretty good. It uh was kind of exactly what you and I thought it would be. Yeah. Like, you had ideas about what it would be, and I had ideas about what it would be. And if you fused all those ideas together, it would be <laughs> this episode. Yeah, pretty much, right? I didn't... Yeah. Um, I think this is probably, like, the weakest of the three so far that we've watched. But I didn't dislike it. Yeah. Good. I mean, you have the intro where it sets up all the stuff, and then you have the rising action of last episode, and now, you know, we're in, on kind of a plateau where they're still still dealing with this problem. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it maintains the quality. Yeah. We kind of get, like, the information dump of this episode, which is kind of expected, you know? We kind of get the... No, without spoiling it, we kind of get, like, the origin story of the Shadow Man. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got the origin story of Mr. Top Hat in episode three of 
<laughs> Carnival of Doom, you know, yeah. third episode, you just got to give all the backstory of the villain. Yeah, right. I almost, almost wish that Carnival of Doom was a six-parter now. Really? Whew. I don't know. Not really. <laughs> I don't think I could handle six parts of that, actually. <laughs> six parts of racial? No, thank you. Uh, guys, I just, I just, are you going to uh, vote, uh, are you going to vote me out of the, um, of the, did you see my ponytail? Are you going to vote me out? I just, oh my god. <laughs> okay. Uh, so our episode starts out with Connor jumping down and checking out some old student records at a hospital, perhaps a school. I'm not sure where he's at. I'm pretty sure it's the school. Yeah, it ends up being the school, but I didn't know at the time. He searches through the files for Murphy and pulls it out, and we see him take the record for June Murphy. And he walks away, but then he comes back and he steals the eye test chart on the wall. We only ever get to see Connor stealing stuff. Yeah, is he a bad kid or something? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I feel like... All the the situations he's in, it's like ah, oh, he's got to steal these things out of necess- necessity. Yeah, he's like Aladdin, but um, I don't know, just throw in some scenes of him helping old ladies across the street, or oh yeah, like putting money in a donation box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he walks down the school's hallway and he opens up locker twenty two and he starts writing a note to the Midnight Society, but something makes a noise and it scares the shit out of him, so he drops all that crap all over the floor. And he rushes to put the batteries back in his flashlight. And he turns, screaming, get away from me! And flashes his light over at the janitor, who looks at him as he says that it was a spider and tells her not to get any closer because it's a biter. And he puts the stuff back in his locker, including the books on curses and Sardo's receipt, as the janitor stares at him and he walks her away, saying that she needs to clean it up in here or hire an exterminator because the spider could have killed him. This janitor, um, I didn't put her in here because I, I, I literally forgot about her. So I'm sorry if like the janitor lady is listening in and I don't credit you, but um, useless. Uh, just <laughs> <laughs> um, it has no reason to be in the story. I think it was just obviously it was for fun, for funsies, you know, for laughs. But Yeah, it's just a little psycho. Uh, right. It's just a janitor going through the halls of the school in pitch black. Right, and not questioning why a child is in the school at, you know, whatever time it is. It's clearly not school time. She ain't paid enough to give a shit. That's true. We cut over to him in the middle of the gym, and he sets down the seeing eye chart and June's record, as well as some candles, and he lights them. And he starts calling for June, and we hear some stuff moving in the gym. And he says, I know your presence is strong in here, June. Please, you're the only one who can help me break this curse. And he mentions that he knows the eye chart isn't a seance board, but it's the only thing that he has. He asks her to tell her what happened, and his little protractor, because he's using a protractor as like the, you know, what do they call Blanchards or Planchard? I don't know. It starts to move. It moves to D, then A, followed by R and K. And he looks up like that's some crazy secret message. (laughs) (laughs) And all his candles start to blow out, and we zoom we zoom cut to his face as he says, no way, and into the opening credits. And it's the janitor again. <laughs> I did my notes over a couple of days, so like, rereading this scene, kind of like, I forgot it happened. Yeah. I thought the eye chart as a Ouija board was pretty clever. I've never seen that before. No, yeah, I thought so too. I thought it was great. Just a cool visual, like, this is what I got. He's like, hopefully you like E's and Z's. <laughs> could also just like write it on a piece of paper yeah you know just write letters <laughs> grab a keyboard <laughs> just have june like tick, 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 tick. after the opening we cut over to the rest of the midnight society in present day connor's house and they're all sitting around the table with the dream phone board game in the middle of them i love that i do like i, I think that is hilarious and awesome but why the fuck does connor have dream phone <laughs> i don't know they lampshade that but they do, but why would he have Dream Phone of all the vi- of all the board games in like the world in 2020? Why would he have Dream Phone? Hey, you know what? Maybe it's his dad's. Yeah, that's what I thought. But like, you, know, you just get so. passed down your parents' old stuff, and his dad loves Dream Phone. <sighs> yeah, I I used to I thought the commercial for Dream Phone was hilarious. <laughs> I want to watch old commercials now. Damn it. Thanks, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Well, anyway, 
<laughs> Luke is asking June to help them out, and he even asks her pretty please. And Hannah sighs, saying that this isn't working. Jay yells that it's because she keeps interrupting when they're getting somewhere, since he swears he heard something. Gabby thinks they're doing something wrong, and Seth suggests they hold hands. Jay suggests they dim the lights, and Gabby sarcastically tells him good ideas since it's the one thing protecting them from the Shadow Man. Luke thinks that they should try again, and Hannah grabs the phone in the middle, saying, uh, one of the hunks can help them out. She boops a button on it and says, hi Matt, we have a question for June Murphy, can you put her on? And we hear Matt say, I like pizza, and everyone giggles. <laughs> it is funny. It is, I liked it. And there's so much that they could do, and it's a really good joke, I just don't know why he has this. <laughs> Hannah asks what they're doing, since this isn't a seance and it's ridiculous. Jay explains it was either this or Battleship. They all think Battleship would have made a better seance board, but Jay argues it wouldn't be able to summon ghosts. Gabby says neither can Dream Phone, and then questions why Connor would own this board game. Just like I said, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hannah says, who cares because ghosts aren't real? And Jay says, they are, but Gabby Hold says, up. <laughs> if any hold on. If hold anyone up. has any better ideas, then they should call it quits. Okay, go ahead. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> Getting, this is the second like day or something of them getting chased by a shadow man, which is pretty much a ghost. Yeah, it's a goddamn ghost. Like, even if it's not a ghost, if it's like a different category of paranormal monster, you can be like, hey, who knows what else is out there? Frankensteins? <laughs> mummies? They're all real. That's kind of the scariest part about if you ever saw something like that, because you'd be like... If you don't believe in ghosts or whatever, and you saw some sort of paranormal entity or whatever, you'd be like, well, fuck, now what else is real, you know? Yeah. But hey, but you know this what? this chick. Shadow monsters? Yeah, whatever. Ghosts? Uh, no. That's stupid. <laughs> and you're stupid for thinking they're real. I know. Seth brings up holding hands again, and Johanna yells that she ain't holding his hand. Luke suggests that they get some sleep, do some research, and try again before sunset tomorrow. But they do need someone to volunteer to stand guard. So Seth says that he'll do it, but Gabby says that they'll take shifts and not to fall asleep. Seth tells the gang not to worry, he won't fall asleep, and of course we cut to Seth sleeping. Yeah. I don't know why they would ever let this, the youngest of the kids have a like chance at being a guard anyway, though. So that's know. on them, really. He shouldn't be invited to this anyway. <laughs> like, good luck with your curse, but <laughs> you're just too annoying. <laughs> We pan over to see Jay, Gabby, Luke, and Hannah all sleeping. An alarm goes off saying it's 6.58, and Gabby snaps awake with the dream phone in her hand saying hello. And the dream phone tells her, hi, it's Chad, want to go to the mall? She sets that down, and Luke apologizes to Hannah, who wakes up too because he's Less funny the her. second time. Yeah, but I don't It was still kind of cute that they did it again. Like, one last hurrah for a dream phone, you know? Gabby looks out saying, hey guys, look, because it's light outside. <clears throat> and Luke says that they made it through the night, and Hannah looks at sleeping Seth, saying, no thanks to Seth. Gabby snaps to the realization that she stole her mom's car. And we cut over to her house where she drives her car into the garage, just as mom walks out. Mom asks her what she's doing, and Gabby flips through the owner's manual, saying that she's just learning about anti-lock brake systems. And she starts reading from the manual, mom says, Gabby... I know you're excited about getting your license, but if you're going to read useless information, it should be for the PSAT on Saturday. Gabby tells her, right, got it, and then sighs and honks the horn on accident. We cut over to Luke. He's jumping through his window, and Dad busts in saying, hey Luke, why are you awake? Luke's all, uh, because it's morning, and people wake up. And Dad shakes a finger at him saying, people do, but not you. That is two times in a row now. You, you can't be my son, because my son is a night person. And Luke tells him not anymore, and he loves the morning so much. And Dad's all right. I don't know what's going on here, but you're grounded. <laughs> and Luke yells, what? Why? And Dad tells him that you're not actually grounded, but just relax. I'm just saying that you should be grounded for whatever it is you're lying about. Luke says that he isn't lying, and he's got to study. And Dad walks out of his room saying, nice shirt, by the way. Girl power. And Luke looks down and sees his shirt and then sighs in relief. We cut over to school where a teacher that's not Miss Schaffner says some science project is due or so whatever. Who gives a shit? Hannah looks over to Luke saying, if June Murphy was a victim of the curse, she must have gone into the woods at some point. It's kind of funny since there's this girl that's in between their desks, right? Yeah. So they have to like talk around her. It's pretty great. The teacher tells the kids to open their books to page 214 and begin. And Luke tells Hannah she probably went to school here in the 90s. He starts suggesting they get a yearbook to look, but the girl between them snaps. You two just want to sit next to each other? Which is great. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't... Um, I didn't include this girl's name in here when I originally did my notes, but 
I looked on IMDb for something and seen that this girl actually has a name, so I'm going to include her now. This girl's name is Tony Silver. That's the character's name, and she's played by Nikki Garcia, who it looks like has a singing career. So, yay. Oh. Yeah. Good for her. She's also been in a show called Frequency and The Healing Powers of Dude, which is a Netflix show, I think, about a support dog. All right. That sounds real. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I don't go on Netflix very often because, like, we pretty much just watch Hulu and um, Disney Plus, but it's yeah. there. We cut to the library where Jay and Luke are checking out the yearbooks. Luke asks Jay how he knew the yearbooks were back here, and Jay says sometimes he skips P to read graphic novels back here in peace. And we see him flip to the page of the yearbook, and we see June Murphy's picture, as well as Kyle Mowat, Katie Mowry. I don't know if that's a callback to the Mowry twins. Maybe T and Tamara are going to be in the later episodes. Well, that would be badass. That'd be so cool. Joe Munn, Cindy Murray, and Enrique uh, Mutonga. Dude. If they got the twins, if if I was right in our interview with JT Billings, and I was like, "Did you get the Maori twins?" and he was like, uh, "No, <laughs> don't be crazy." <laughs> and you fucking blew the lid off the biggest story of the year. Oh my god, I don't think the t- the twins would be able to keep that under wraps, though. You know how they are. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm, I'm I kidding, do. Tia and Tamara. I love you both. Uh, <laughs> Jay points at her saying, she's so pretty. And Luke's all, I mean, she's dead now, but I'm sure she's flattered, which is a weird thing to say. Jay points to another picture where June is holding up a poster saying, recycling is cool. And he says, and it looks like she's a 90s version of Hannah. Jay then asks Luke if he's going to ask Hannah to the glow dance. And Luke says that he's a little busy right now with the deadly curse thing. And says, besides, she's not into me. Jay's all, I don't know about that. You were pretty chummy last night. Luke refocuses them, saying that there's nothing in there about how June dies, so they should try to find someone who knew her when she was alive. Jay wonders aloud for a moment who the oldest person in the school is, and we cut over to Miss Schaffner. Finally. They're still trying to do that whole Luke and Hannah thing. Yeah, they, they're really pushing it in this episode. They were like spooning in the night when <laughs> they were sleeping on the floor. Yeah, I understand why. I mean, you have to have... One of those storylines. Yeah. But I'm just going to say, though, really, though, I kind I wish it would be Luke and Connor. I'm not going to lie. I think I that would be really honestly, like, genuinely, sincerely thought that that's what they were going for. It's kind of uh, spoilers for, like, later in this episode, but, like, they kind of. I want to ask JT about it. If they, like, if Nickelodeon told them no or something. I mean, they got the two moms. Why not have Luke and Connor? Like, they are. They have the most chemistry and that we haven't even seen them together in the episodes <laughs> <laughs> with miss Schaffner. She's eating some cake and I think she's got like a salad or something. I don't remember it. Meatball salad. Oh yeah. Meatball salad. Yep. Yep. Gabby walks up complimenting her kitten sweater and her dope earrings saying that she they wishes that she nice. could pull them off. And I got a lot. I'm, I can't lie. Her kitten sweater is pretty awesome. Schaffner interrupts saying that she's eating lunch right now, and Jay asks that, is, is that a meatball salad? And she says yes, and this is her time. But Jay asks, you've been teaching here for like 100 years, right? She says, wow, I, I didn't think my birthday could get any worse, but thanks, Jay. And he tells her happy birthday, and Gabby smacks him saying, what we're trying to ask is if you knew a student that used to go here, June Murphy? Schaffner says that she knew June, and Jay's all, oh, you taught her too? Schaffner's all, what is wrong with you, Jay? No, we went to school together, and if she hadn't died, we'd be the same age. Gabby starts saying, uh, carry the one, you know, they're like doing the math or whatever, and, and Schaffner yells at them to stop. It's true. Anyway, why were you asking about June? Gabby struggles to say it, so Jay just says that we want to know how she died. And Schaffner tells them it was a very tragic accident. Gabby tells her to tell them and that it would be very helpful. I like that they keep including Schaffner. She's one of my favorite characters, I think. Yeah, she's great. I hope she's, like, the key to all this. Oh my and God. she saves the day at the I, end. You know what? I wouldn't be opposed to her at least having a scene where she, like, protects the kids or something. I kind of hope that'll happen in the next couple episodes. Yeah. We cut over to Luke looking at the picture of the Shadow Bay Lighthouse saying, here it is. And we see that he's in a room... And Hannah's behind him, and it turns out to be Hannah's room. He's on a laptop, and Hannah asks, what uh, What did she say exactly? Luke says that June died because something bad happened. <laughs> okay. Oh, write but, that one down. But Schaffner didn't really want to talk about it. Hannah asks if he found anything online, but he shakes his head saying no, which is unbelievable to me, I think. I feel like you'd be able to find out something. So Hannah smugly says, let me try. 
and she boops some keys on the keyboard when her door opens up. And Mom walks in saying, Hannah, we set doors open. And Hannah tells Mom that they're trying to break an evil curse threatening their lives. And Mom's all, oh, sounds fun. Just do it with the door open. She says hi to Luke before walking away. And uh, Miss Romero, she's played by Courtney Richter, who was in an episode of Bates Motel, the TV movie Four Christmases and a Wedding. And she's in the new Mighty Ducks show. Oh, shit. Yeah. So she's awesome. Yeah, right. I'm finding this theme with these characters, or these actors, I should say. A lot of them seem to be in, like, the Babysitter's Club and um, the Mighty Ducks, and I don't know why. I don't know. It's the new Arthur Littlest Hobo. (laughs) Hannah and Luke get back to work. Hannah's suggesting that he looks for any pictures that match up with anything, and Seth screams, Yo, Luke! Check it out! And he shows off his glowing red thumbs. Little covers over his thumbs. Those will probably never come back up. Hannah sighs, saying, Not now, Seth. Seth says that he figures he could scare off the Shadow Man. Luke smiles and nods, and Hannah tells him that she doubts it and tells him to get out. And Seth's all wise, so you guys can kiss. No one cares about your Chekhov's thumbs, Seth. It reminded me of A Troll in Central Park, Brandon. Did you ever see that movie? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course I have. I hate that movie. I think everybody hates a troll in Central Park. And I love me some Don Bluth. Which Don Bluth do you love, Brandon? Oh, you know the Bluth that I crave. Land... <laughs> oh my god. La- what? Land Before Time, right? That's a good one. I mean, Land Before Time's good. I feel like you're trying nothing. to get me to say Rockadoodle, and I don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> well, you just did. <laughs> Rockadoodle! Oh, fucker! <laughs> Um, what else did he do? Pebble and the Penguin, I think, was him, right? That's also shit. Yes. Um, uh, the Swan Princess was also American shit. Tail. Thumbelina, right? I don't know. I don't know about that one. Come on. And Anastasia, right? I think that was that Yeah, one. Anastasia was him. All right. Good stuff. So they're going to... Seth thinks that they're going to smooch, and Luke and Hannah look at each other, and Hannah's all, what? Why would you say that? Seth's all, I saw you were Googling kissing on that computer. And Hannah shuts that computer saying, I, I, missing, I, I googled missing for kids who have gone missing in the, in the curse. And he says, there's no K in missing. And Hannah's all, it was probably just a typo. The Ks are right next to the Ms. Seth looks at her saying, mm. and then mom yells at Seth to get moving because he has clarinet lessons. And he slowly backs out of the room and leaves. Hannah closes the door and smiles at Luke, then uh, collects herself and walks back over saying, where were we? And they open up the laptop back up to the picture of the lighthouse. He boops some more keys saying, whoa, look. And they found out that Charlie Murphy is the lighthouse keeper. Charlie Murphy! They deduced that uh, she is the daughter to this lighthouse keeper. And he keeps reading and it says the lighthouse closed down in 1996. The same year that Mm. June died. Very curious. Hannah says that's the same year all the kids started going missing. Which means they all have to be connected. And then Hannah says, wait. What if June wasn't the victim of the curse after all? What if she started it? Commercial dun, break. Dun, dun. So, uh, I fucking hated that scene. Super forced. Not gonna lie. Oh my god. Like, ugh. I'm trying to imagine watching this not as a man in his 30s. Mm. But okay. perhaps, you know, a young teen. Yeah. Are you wondering no, I if... Still wouldn't, I still wouldn't like it. I was but... just trying to wonder if you'd find it funny or... Like... <sighs> charming or something not funny but you know like would i be more invested in these two teenagers like oh are they gonna kiss are they not gonna kiss can't do it can you the i just can't i can't stand this this is so this is very carnival of doom yeah i thought you were better than that (laughs) i think that they I don't know if it's in the contract, like they have to do something like this. I don't know. What? what? I, I I don't like you. I I'm, I just I just hate you. All right, Jay Bear Show. Back from break, we cut over to Sardo, who's got a a vial in his hands, and he's saying that it's his bestseller. The Dark Dragon Potion will bring out the best in yourself. And he sniffs oh, in. Yeah. Smell the notes of cardamom and mung bean. It's practically a steal at two hundred plus tags. And there's a knock at his door, and he says, excuse me, don't go anywhere, and don't touch anything. And he slides a little peephole and says, Magic and Luke, Hannah, Gabby, and Jay, I'll say, abracadabra together. And Sardo slams the peephole closed, saying, hate those kids. 
It's great. It is. I was concerned I wouldn't like Sardo as much because it's not Richard Dumont, but he does such a good job. And he's mean, but like in a charming kind of way. Yeah. He is an asshole. <laughs> he's a lovable asshole. Yeah, he's a lovable asshole. Uh, Dark Dragon Potion, though, Brandon. That's perhaps the second Dark Dragon reference in the show. Yeah, it would have earned bonus points for me if he was like, smell the notes of chocolate-covered blueberries. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> or or uh, Dad's bland dinner. <laughs> Remember that like gray dinner or whatever he made for his son? He tried. Uh, it wasn't PB&J's. <laughs> Uh yeah, yeah, no. If he was like, mm, smells like stalker and chocolate-covered blueberries, I would have been like, that's what it would smell like. Exactly. We come back to the room where Sardo says, ah, I see you're all alive and well. Too bad for me. And Luke says that they're not well and that they're cursed. Gabby says the Shadow Man is real and he's coming after them. Sardo kind of dramatically looks at the kids saying, all of you? And they nod and he sighs and says, well, best of luck in your final days. Urns are in the back wall. Jay tells him that... <laughs> Jay tells him that we need your help, Mr. Sardo, and he yells, no, mister, and I can't help you. As I said, no one knows how to break the curse. Hannah tells him they think they know who does, but the only problem is that she's dead. Sardo says, oh, too bad for her, and you. Now, off you go. Luke brings up Connor, and Sardo's all, oh, yeah, that punk that broke into my shop. How could I forget? Luke says they found this, and hands Sardo the list of stuff for the seance, and explains that he was trying to contact June Murphy, and she would be the key to all of this. Jay pops up saying that they tried to summon her last night, but Dream Phone isn't a great for summoning ghosts. Gabby asks Sardo to show them how to do a real seance, and he hands Luke the paperback saying that um, he would, but he's just so busy today. Hannah yells that this is serious, and the Shadow Man almost took her brother, since he's cursed too. Now, are you going to be responsible for five kids going missing because you stood up and did nothing, or are you going to help us? Sardo nods saying, okay, $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> The way he That's says great. it is so good. He's just like, okay, 5,000. <laughs> the kids are a Sardo thing to do. It was like, it's, it's like extra Sardo. He is, he's looking for money. Like old Sardo would be like, okay, 50 bucks. You know, like when they did, um, in super specs, when he was doing the magic thing and, and Mary Beth came up to him and was like, help, you know, help me do this thing to close the door. And he was like, yeah, $50. And she was like, what? This guy fucking 5,000. He's keeping the Sardo business and. Intact. Inflation, man. I mean, two hundred or twenty dollars for the for the dark dragon potion versus two hundred. Like, the Sardo is in business to keep the business. Well, if Sardo knew that the things he was selling actually did the things that they do, he could get millions for these things. It's true. That's true. The kids all yell five thousand, and he's all four thousand. I said, I've said four, four, four thousand five hundred. Gabby yells that they ain't got that kind of money, so Sardo says, fine then, a favor. I teach you how to hold the sands, and you bring back what your friend took from me. Luke's all, the Book of Shadows? How are we supposed to find it? No one knows where it is. Sardo says the book is in the old cottage by the lighthouse. Luke asks how he knew that, and Sardo says, because he told me. And we cut to a flashback of Connor talking to Sardo, saying that he knows it's here. Sardo says he doesn't know what he's talking about, and if he's not here to buy, then he's gotta leave. Connor says he needs that book, and it's life or death. And he swears that he'll bring it back. Sardo starts dialing a rotary phone. Somebody answers and he says that he's got a hooligan in his shop causing a disturbance. Connor's all fine. And he lays down a skeleton key to buy. And Sardo slams down the phone and makes the sale. So that's the backstory about how Connor bought the key. Wow, I was wondering. I was like, when are we going to get an explanation for this? It needed the explanation and we got it. I assumed he just stole it like everything else. I did too. Back in present day, Sardo says when Connor left, he muttered something about a cottage and he stole the spell book, so I assume you can find it there. Luke asks why he needs it and Sardo's all, will you help bring it back or not? Jay yells that they can't go back there since it's past the haunted woods and that's where this shit all started. But Sardo yells, ah, please, it's not like you can get cursed twice. So do we have a deal? And he reaches out his hands for a shake and then we cut. Now we're all sitting around a little table, and Sardo says that ghosts have unfinished business, like something they never got to do or say. If June has any unfinished business, she'll tell you about it. Now, you only get one shot at this. Do it wrong, and it could scare her off. I suggest we begin with someone else for a practice run. Luke asks if they can contact Connor, and Sardo shakes his head saying, Sorry, if the Shadow Man got him, he's not a ghost. He's just trapped in a terrifying void of darkness. 
Anyone else? I love that. It's a Gary story. Yeah, right? It is. Jay suggests Elvis. And Sardo's all, ugh, so basic, but whatever. Now, there are rules to every seance. One, don't be rude to the ghost. Two, never pull away from the circle. And three, when you're ready for the seance to be over, you must all hold hands and say goodbye to the ghost. Don't forget that, understand? The kids nod, and Sardo tells them to select a leader to speak, since if there's too many voices, it won't work. Jay says that he'll do it. Hannah tells him no. Uh, such an important role. Jay tells him to fuck off. He's the leader. Uh, Sardo pulls out a little light bulb on the table, and Luke asks what it is. Sardo tells him that it's the phantom light. Not every Total spirit drop. they meet is a friendly, and if the phantom light flickers, you'll know an evil spirit has entered the room, and you should end the seance immediately. Luke thinks that's cool, and Sardo agrees. They all put their hands on the planchet, which is, I guess, what it's called, because that must have been what they said, which there is why you I go. wrote it. And Sardo looks at Jay, saying, now, leader, speak to the ghost and see if it wants to talk. So Jay says, we gather here to summon the ghost of Elvis. If there are any spirits in the room, please come forward. Nothing happens, and Sardo tells the kids to have patience. They hear a creak, and the kids kind of freak out a little. Hannah says that there's somebody in the room with them. Seth pops up, asking, who's Elvis? And the kids all get spooked. Hannah asks how he even got there, and Seth says, Mommy dropped me off. You guys gotta stop leaving me out of everything. I'm cursed, too. Like it or not, I'm part of this. Luke says, you're right, we're sorry. Hannah tells the gang, there's no time for sorries, and they gotta get this shit over with before sunset. Jay tells them, yeah, no more practice rounds. Tell us how to summon June. They didn't even do anything, though. No, they really didn't. Sardo squints, saying, I'm afraid it's not quite that simple. You can't actually reach your ghost from here. Gabby's all, so this was a waste of time? Sardo tells them that you said you wanted to learn how to hold a seance, and now you know. If you wish to contact June, you have to do it from a place where her spirit is strong. Luke says, let me guess, the cottage, which just so happens to be where the book is. Sardo smiles, saying, two vampires, one stick. Luke asks how they know that they can trust him, and Sardo tells him that he held up his end of the bargain. The only question is, will you? Luke goes to stand up, but Sardo stops him, saying, when you find the Book of Shadows, you must never open it. Understand? Only evil comes from the book. Luke grabs the phantom light and the other kids grab the Ouija board and they leave. So did Sardo know? I mean, he set this whole seance up and he was like, oh, pick a ghost to summon and went through this whole thing. But he knew there was not going to be any ghosts there. Yeah, um, that's my that was my question with the whole thing, because like you're going to say I want to summon Elvis and you know full well that you can't summon a ghost unless they have like a connection with this place. Yeah, unless Elvis was hanging around at the Magic Mansion. Like, oh, no. That was a waste of time. Yeah. So how long would he have kept that up until if Seth didn't come and interrupt? Yeah, I wonder that, too. And why the hell? This kid's like, hey, mommy, can you drop me off at this old magician's house at night? She's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. Call either. me tomorrow morning. <laughs> he wouldn't have any way to know that the rest of the uh, Midnight Society was there. So, I don't know. Really weird. Good points, though, right? Hey there everybody, Cortland here, your good buddy and your seance instructor. Thank you so much for listening into our show. Whether you're new this week or a longtime fan, we always appreciate you spending some time with us. Are you interested in supporting our show and getting access to some awesome bonus content like early release episodes, bloopers, stickers, t-shirts, bonus episodes, and more? Become a patron today at patreon.com slash private island. We have hours of content already available for you. We're coming up to the end of Are You Afraid of the Dark, and our patrons would be the first ones to find out what we'd be podcasting about next. So stay tuned. I'd like to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Mia, Tristan, and Venice Witch, the Silver Goth, Shane, Evelyn, Stephen, Matt, Geraldine, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Faith, Sarah, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Bryce, Kathy, and Matt. Thank you so much, everyone. Our show wouldn't be the same without you. Give us a follow on Instagram at Private Island Presents and Twitter at PRVT Island and check out all of our created content. Every episode of the show has its own GIFs and videos. We do memes every Friday and we have the entire 6th and 7th season of Are You Afraid of the Dark abridged. Check it out and have a laugh today. This week we'll be watching Phantom Lights tonight, Tuesday night, 8pm Eastern. So stop by our Instagram and watch along. For a quick link to all of our socials, the YouTube page, the merch store, and more, check out the link in the episode description. For more support, drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, tweet about our show, or suggest it to a friend. 
Word of mouth is huge for podcast growth, and we seriously love seeing the mentions online. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. We've got just a couple more episodes left in the series, and I cannot wait. Talk to you soon. Bye. We cut over to the warning signs outside the haunted woods. Jay asks them to remind him why they're doing this again, and Luke tells him unfinished business, and walks forward, and the kids follow. It was a very, like, trailer scene. Yeah. We cut to the woods, and uh, the kids walk up to the lighthouse, and regular house, and the kids marvel at it for a moment before entering the house. They slowly make their way inside, and Hannah tries the light, but it doesn't work, so she takes out their flashlights. Jay says June's house looks fancy, and Seth says it looks like his grandma's house and smells like it too. Gabby goes over and she grabs a jacket from the sofa and Jay's all, hey, that's June's jacket from the yearbook. Why would it be there? Hannah grabs a clipboard and a petition on it and it says to save the lighthouse, and it's got a bunch of signatures on it from 10 to 1996. Um, I looked through some of the signatures, I didn't see any names that really popped out, and we see Jay and Luke look around and Jay drops something on the ground and scares the kids. He apologizes and puts it back on the table or whatever, and then the kids find the circle Connor drew with all the candles around it, and Jay thinks that they're hieroglyphics. But Gabby tells him, no, runes. See the candles? Someone was performing a ritual. Hannah thinks it's witchcraft, because she would, but Seth says that it's magic, and Luke deduces that Sarda was right and Connor was here. Hannah briefly wonders where the Book of Shadows is, and Jay says that they can worry about that later, since right now they gotta focus on themselves. The sun's gonna set, and the Shadow Man is coming. And they need to be ready. They'll do it in June's room. They'll draw a circle and raise some spirits. We zip over to June's room, and it's dark. The kids are all sitting in a circle with the board in the middle, and Jay says, candles? Check. Pictures? Check. Lights? And Seth holds up his thumbs, and Jay says, real lights. Hannah clicks on some lights, and Jay says, check. And gift for the spirit? Gabby lifts up her old shirts, and Jay says, check. Okay, let's begin. Luke tells him, wait, one more thing. And he sets down the phantom light. The kids all touch their fingers on the planchard and Jay says they hereby seek out the spiritual realm. Please keep our circle safe and well. June Murphy, we know you have unfinished business. We're here to help. June, are you there? Gabby says she feels somebody and they, the gang's all, that you, not me. You know, because the planchard's moving around. And, Is that you? Is it moving it? No, it's not me. Anyway, it moves to nine and then to six. And the kids all kind of look around and they hear a scream and a candle blows out. And there's a bunch of whispering around them, and Luke says it's cool, the phantom light isn't glowing, and it must be June. So Jay asks what June wants, and the room starts shaking a bunch, and Seth declares this to be too scary. Seth takes his fingers off the planchard, and the kids yell at him not to do that, and then we kind of like warp back in time. Yeah. Like he breaks, Seth breaks the circle, and they all just kind of like, you know, get sucked into a time thing. I don't know. Everyone's standing there except for Seth. (laughs) And I saw the sign is playing on the radio. So you know it's the 90s. Yep. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I don't. This is like the most 90s song, you know. Everybody knows. It's the most boring song in the world, in my opinion. Look, if you need somebody to know that it's the 90s in like three seconds. Yeah. This is the song yeah. you pick. The kids wonder where Seth is and why it looks so different. And we see that the 90s has this kind of like grainy, grungy, gray filter on it. (laughs) Like everything in the 70s is like, you know, bright yellow kind of. And I guess in the 90s now, it's just kind of grungy gray. (laughs) Every decade has a color. What do you think the 80s is? Just like popping. 80s is pink. It is neon pink. Yeah. (laughs) But now the 90s, kind of grainy. It's grungy, grimy. Mm -hmm. We see the kids see June Murphy dance into her room brushing her hair and wonder aloud if this is possible. June doesn't seem to notice them at all and Gabby says that she's going crazy. Luke asks June what what to do as June ignores them and dances to Ace of Base. After way too long, Luke comes to the realization that she can't see them. Jay points at a poster saying, hey, I love this movie. Uh, I think. What movie was it? I don't know. I tried to look as well. I didn't see. That's fine. Then yells, whoa, 
And we see June's dad strut into the room. Like he's power walking into it. And Jay yells, this must be how she died. And all the kids scream at June to get her attention. And then dad yells, June. And she looks up saying, hey, dad. And he takes off his hood saying, you're going to be late again. And walks away. They wanted you to think it was like some kind of, you know, hook-handed killer. Definitely. Yeah. But it's just Charlie Murphy. The gang's all confused about him being her dad. And June walks right through Luke. And Gabby's all, she just walked through you. She has a dad? She thinks she's a ghost. And Luke looks around her room. His hand passes through her lamp. And he says, no, I think we're the ghosts. And we cut to commercial. Now that's a perfect trailer line. (sighs) Yeah, if you want a trailer that has nothing to do with the show. (laughs) Yeah, but you'd be like, whoa, what's that show? I want to watch that. Why are they ghosts? They're the ghosts? (laughs) Why is Ace of Base playing? I've got to watch this. (laughs) I got to say, like, the realizations that these kids come up with are so, like, takes them a really long time to figure out what's going on. They're not. They're not the brightest. Uh Uh-uh. Not even a little bit. Whoa, we're the ghosts. Like, that is one of the first things that I would... If this happened to me, I'd be like, okay, I'm in the 90s. I'm probably going to pass through her. She's not listening to me. Like, you can't be like, we're the ghosts after you've been there for like 10 minutes. As soon as I heard Ace of Base, I would have been like, we're in the 90s and we're ghosts. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We we obviously back to the 90s. But then again, these are the kids who, you know, it took them a long ass time to be like, the Shadow Man don't like the light. Yeah, it took them two full episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I hope that they do other things. Like, I hope it's consistently them being like one step behind. (laughs) But you know what, Brandon? First, before we go any further into the episode, we got a couple of characters to meet. Do we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like two of them. First up, we have June Murphy. She's played by somebody whose name I'm going to royally fuck up. Janae Carpentier. Sorry. She's been in When Call the Herd from 2015 to 2021. And in The Man in the High Castle from 2015 to 2019. So, good job. Like, that's that's a lot of work. That's work. Yeah. We've also got Aaron Douglas. He plays Charlie Murphy. This guy's been in a lot of stuff. Such as... Some highlights here. Final Destination 2, Catwoman. Which Catwoman? Catwoman with Halle Berry. Hello. Come on now. Did you see that washer scene where she's playing the um she's playing basketball? (laughs) Somebody said that it (laughs) that whole basketball scene in Catwoman is like what it what it looks like to be inside of a washing machine that's spinning. Wow. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, I give it a recommend uh just check it out. It's so stupid. He was also in a bunch of Battle Battlestar Galactica and a, and a whole bunch of other stuff. We come back to June's room and Seth is standing in the middle of the rest of the gang, who's all passed out on the floor, and he yells, "Oh no, I killed them!" <laughs> the timing on that is really well done. <laughs> it's the best thing Seth's done so far. It, I liked it a lot. He checks Gabby's hand and says, "Oh, they're not dead. They're breathing." And I got to say, I can't help but notice there's this class of 2007 graffiti yes. on the wall. Yes. That doesn't add up to me, though, Brandon. If you were in the class of 2007, you would have been born in 1989. And that's the year that you and I graduated, 2007, which would make her seven years old in 1996. And she was clearly yeah. much older in the pictures and in this like back in time thing. And yeah. It's so prominent on the wall that it couldn't possibly have been a mistake, right? Right. It's the only thing on the wall. So I don't know if I'm thinking too far into it, if this was a mistake, which I don't think it is, or if there's something more to the story that they haven't like told yet. Yeah, It's just such an odd thing to be on the wall anyway. Yeah. Like, there, like you said, there's nothing else on the wall. So when they were putting this set together... That was the one thing they put there. But why, And it just... Yeah. I mean, you could argue maybe some kid that was, you know, class of 2007 went in there and graffitied it, but I don't think so. I think if you were going that route, there'd be graffiti all over the walls and you'd really lean into the, like, abandoned teenage hangout spot angle Instead of just this one thing. I don't know if it sticks out to me more so because that is the year that we graduated high school. I mean, but like I said, June would have been, 
a lot younger in the pictures and in the flashbacks and stuff if she was born I mean, in 1989. Miss Schaffner is the same age as June. Yeah. And she's older than us. Yes. So, I I hope it comes back up. Like, I really do. But we'll see what happens. Seth kind of looks around at the kids, right? And he says, oh, they're just taking a little nap. We cut back to the gang in the dream, and Jay's freaking out, saying, what if we're dead? Luke assures them that they aren't dead, and he thinks that they're still in the seance. Hannah asks if anybody's seen Seth, and Luke quickly explains that he left the circle before the flash happened. Jay complains that they're supposed to bring June to them, not them to June, and then they hear a noise, and Gabby wonders what it is. The world starts to shake a little bit, and they get ripped to a new area, and now they're in some area of the lighthouse. And Hannah tells us that June isn't telling them what happened, but showing them. And we see June walk up to the control panel, mm. and we hear someone above them walking on a grate. Luke says that they're in the lighthouse, in case we as the audience couldn't figure that out. And June's dad comes walking down the stairs telling June to hit it. So she puts in the key and turns the knob, and the lights come on. We get an outside shot of the lighthouse's light turning on over the bay, and back inside, Dad compliments June on a job well done. She tells Dad that she's going to take his job soon. <laughs> okay. She sure did hit that button. Uh-huh. She turned the key, too. We warp back to June's bedroom where she's reading a book, and her phone rings. And this is the most interesting part to me. She picks it up excitedly, asking for Gary. But it's that damn Mayor Danbird asking for her dad. She tells her, yeah, one sec, and calls for her dad, asking him to be quick because she needs the line open in case Gary calls. Dad says, Gary, I'll be fine, and they talk on the phone enough as it is. He picks up the phone downstairs and up in June's room. She's about to hang it up, but she thinks twice and decides to eavesdrop instead. And turns out that Mayor has some bad news about that lighthouse. But Gary, Brandon, it's Gary. Do you think it's the Gary? It's not the it's, Gary. No, it's gotta be the Gary, right? No. It's 1996. Gary's like, fuck the Midnight Society. This June Murphy girl. I want to get in with her. So meetings are canceled. (laughs) Or maybe they're going to invite June Murphy into the Midnight Society. And that's why that thing is out in the woods. No. It's the the original spot where the the meetings held and Tucker's being a baby somewhere. And. (laughs) All right. We've got we've got to nail down how old is june she has got to be like a freshman because in 1996 gary is like he's like 17 18 oh yeah true okay well you just made this fucking creepy brandon thanks (laughs) (laughs) i can dream right like Uh, can we can we just agree that at least it's a throwback to gary i mean it's definitely a name but a reference to gary (laughs) but I don't think it's the Gary. Dude, okay, you have any idea how mad I'm going to be if these, like, little, like, breadcrumb trails are going to end up being nothing? Like, if they just drop it and they never mention Gary again, or they never mention 2007 again, I'm going to be so mad. (laughs) I'm invested in this crap. (laughs) Uh, You're definitely way overthinking this. (sighs) It's not fair. I want to. I want it to be incredibly elaborate. Is that so much to ask for a children's show? (laughs) No. An incre- incredibly elaborate. Web. Yeah, exactly. An incredibly elaborate, <laughs> multifaceted story revolving around my favorite show from the, my childhood. And it all leads to Goth coming back at the end. Yes! All hail Goth! <laughs> or as I called him in that episode, Garth, a couple of times. <laughs> Long live Garth! <laughs> Oh, Miss Crenshaw. Okay. That was a that was a teacher name they could have used, too. I've been happy with that. We cut over to June and Dad playing trouble at the kitchen table. And Dad apologizes. June says, whatever. And Dad says, it's not his decision. June argues that he's giving up and they can fight it. And she'll start a petition to go door to door, getting some signatures, and convince people not to shut it down. She says, this town needs a lighthouse. Dad says, it's not that easy. And June rage quits trouble she throws it to the ground saying that it's worth a try she storms away and we look at the carving of jm on the stone june touches it and looks down and she stands up and we see dad is next to her saying that well we tried that's all that matters come on and he ushers her away from the lighthouse dad smells in the sweet shadow bay air takes out the lighthouse key he smooches it and he whips it into the ocean it dramatically plunks along some rocks 
but it gets stuck on a tree branch. That's probably not going to be important. I think that no. we need to focus on 2007. <laughs> That's the real ticket <laughs> to solving all this. We cut over to the petition, and June is crying on it. <laughs> and she's listening to the news about the Shadow Bay Lighthouse closing. Hannah says that she only needed a few more signatures, which I don't know how she knew that, but I don't think petitions work anyway. A few more it? signatures until what? You have enough to show someone and they ignore it? She could have... <laughs> Yeah, she could have saved the farm, man. She almost bought the farm. Well, okay, never mind. She does buy the farm in a minute. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> so they're interviewing June's dad on the on the TV, and he kept the lighthouse on for four generations. And Dad says the lighthouse was more than a beacon of light; it was a beacon of hope that protected and guided us. He says, "Without the lights, without the light, they're all lost to the dark, and turning it off was a grave mistake." For the safety of all our children, he hopes the beacon will shine again, which is really weird to say. Like, yeah. like, what are you talking about? He's acting as if the, the whole town house. is already cursed. Whatever. June cries some more and then stands up and she turns the TV off and leaves the room. The kids burst into action because they know that she's going to try and turn it on. And they leave the house and June turns on her flashlight and walks away. Luke says that they got to stop her because she's going to get herself killed, but Hannah tells him that she's already dead. Jay yells for June to stop, and Luke tells him that they can't stop her from dying. But Jay runs on ahead and says that he can try. So we cut over to June. She's near the lighthouse, and she's walking down some rocks. And the kids start following her down the rocks and telling her to stop. And we see her near the edge, and she looks over, and she spots the key. And she smiles, saying, gotcha. And we see Jay run up to her, and he tries to grab her as she slips and falls. It looks like he pushes her. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, doesn't it? He doesn't, but it's just the way it's framed. So that's how June dies. She tried to get that key, and she fell into the ocean, I guess. Yeah. We cut to commercial, and back from it, we see Seth sitting there, and he's saying that, you know that cash you kept taping behind the picture of the unibrow lady? I borrowed that two months ago for my super orb. I know you'll be mad, but that investment was for the best, because that super orb ended up saving our lives. Man, that feels really good to get off my chest. And we see Seth tying um, the the kids had shoes together and he says all right who's next i get that seth is a little scamp or whatever but like why would you do this when you know that there's a monster coming after you <laughs> because he's a little shit and that's a little, a little shit. shit thing to do yeah not good for your character there seth now we're back in the dream and we see that june's dad is next to the lighthouse where there's a bunch of flowers and cards and stuff by the carving of jm Luke tells Jay that it happened a long time ago and they, they couldn't have stopped it. Gabby then says that it was a terrible accident, just like Miss Schaffner said. Hannah comes to the conclusion that June died before the curse existed, so she couldn't have created it. Luke wonders who did, and the kids warp to the same spot they were in, inside the lighthouse. But now it's nighttime, and they look around and wonder what happened, and the camera pans away from them and over to the house. The kids walk inside, and we see June's dad rocking on a creepy rocking chair, and he's got the Book of Shadows in his hands. <laughs> Where did the dad get a fucking Book of Shadows? I don't know. It doesn't tell us. <laughs> Do you think it will? No. Do you think um, it will show him going to the Magic Mansion in 1996 and Richard Dumont's in oh, there? Oh, maybe. That would be pretty great. I think that would be cool, but... They'd have to like digitally alter Dumont's face to be like young again, though. Like he'd be, he'd be like in the Orville Redenbacher commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's what happens. I don't expect it to, but I hope so. But seriously, he's just got a book of shadows. Yeah, I wonder where he did get that. Do you think he had it? Okay, so do you think he got it from Sardo, or do you think that he found it in some sort of like you know tomb or something, and then Sardo gets it later? I don't know. These kinds of things uh, aren't just lying around. I can see maybe that is where the show will go from here, is to kind of like further explain the Book of Shadows. I can see it. He turns to the page on Life from Death Spell and says, I seek you in the darkest hour. Hannah asks what the fuck is going on, and Luke says this is how it happened. Dad asks the book to give him power, and we cut over to Seth, who's drawing on luke's face i think there's a shake and then the lights fizzle a little and he uses a remote to turn on a light and tries to wake the gang up in the dream the kids wonder more about what he's doing and dad tells the book to take him in the night and bring her back into the light luke's all can't you see the book of shadows the shadow man 
with Seth, the, st- the lights start to go out a little around him, and he's getting all panicky, saying, Guys, the Shadow Man's outside, and he's eating all our lights. And I can't do this by myself. His lights go out some more, and we warp back to the dream. Dad stands up, saying the curse that cannot be reversed. So that was stolen, returned first. Fire, light, and shadow black. I give my life to pay death back. Something slams, and Dad gets overtaken by shadows, and he sprouts some antlers, and turns into the Shadow Man. Yeah. So Charlie Murphy is the darkness now. Did you think it would be any other way, though? I mean, it's not like I saw this coming from episode one, but it was pretty obvious in this episode, at least. Yeah. I'm fine with the way it happened, though. He groans a bunch and the kids freak out. Jay yells it's fine, but it's just a dream and he can't hurt us. Shadow Man whips around to look at him and the kids and he starts walking towards them. As Jay says then again, I'm always wrong. And the kids quickly huddle together he and say goodbye to once. And they warp back to the room. Yeah, he got something wrong they that was really late. really keep harping on about this sundown thing. I don't know if it's something that is just like a joke or if it's going to come back and he'll be right the next time that he needs to be right. I don't know. It really, it needs to be resolved. Yeah, I think that they're kind of going for like a redemption-y kind of thing. You know, I gotta say too, this is like um, almost done with the episode and we finally get the Shadow Man. I was doing my notes and I was like, man, I wonder if the Shadow Man's even going to be in this episode. And then he was. They wake up and Luke says, that was awesome, but actually it was really scary. Hannah asks why it's so dark in there and they hear a growl and Gabby wonders where Seth is. They go to stand up, but they all fall to the ground because Seth has tied all their shoes together because he's a little asshole. And Seth walks to the doorway saying, I hope you all had a good nap. Is now a bad time to tell you the Shadow Man is outside? And the kids all just stare at him, and then we cut to commercial. All right, the final act. Back in the episode, the kids are all in June's room, and they're banging their flashlights, complaining about the batteries, and they're all dead. Luke wonders how long they were in there, and Seth asks, And where? Jay is still struggling to untie his shoes and complains uh, to Seth about it. Seth says that he has weird shoes. Gabby checks her phone and we see that it's 11.03 and she has two missed calls from mom. She says that she told her mom that she was studying at the library and now mom's going to kill her. Hannah says the shadow man's going to kill her first and Jay finally gets his shoes untied. Gabby stands up and she says that she brought extra batteries and goes over to get them. She smiles saying, uh, got him. (laughs) (laughs) She smiles saying, got him. And the window behind her bursts open and the shadow man grabs her. She lifts up her phone and snaps a picture with the flash on, and that gets him to go away. The lights turn off as she gets to the group. She takes out the batteries. She hands them around. They all put them in their flashlights, and we look over at the phantom light, which turns on. They all look at it, and Luke says, It only turns on when an evil spirit is nearby. And Gabby's all, Duh. And Jay says, Well, at least they have one light that works. So the Shadow Man sucks up battery juice, it seems, and lights the closer he gets i guess but gabby's phone works it's and really think phone battery would be the first thing to go because <laughs> they just do that anyway yeah, right. and you know what phones have flashlights they do yeah i don't know man um i feel like i'm gonna just say it i feel like it's harder now to write horror like a horror movie in general with today's technology because I feel like a cell phone can, like, fix can a lot of issues. can get you out of, of most issues. jams. Yeah. So, like, I commend them for being, like, writing this story in present time. Because it'd be hard. It'd be hard to not be like, why didn't they just use their cell phone? Not to say that you just did that, but, like... That is what I sound like. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, a cell phone can solve a lot of problems that older horror movies had. So, well, I think it would be much easier to just be like, oh, we killed our batteries. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that, but I don't I hope that we get to I I just want so much from this this whole season. Apparently, I hope that they explain how he can suck the batteries out of flashlights and stuff. He's eating them. Seth already said, wouldn't it be more um, like, wouldn't it be better for the Shadow Man to like explode light bulbs? (laughs) That would be cooler. Way more visually interesting. Instead of just, oh, batteries, smack the flashlight. This uh, phantom light. Yeah. I assume it's battery powered or something because they just carry it around. Um, mm-hmm. So the light comes on when he's close. Yeah. And which would keep him away. Yeah. 
So he'd go away and then it would turn off and then he'd be like, ooh, darkness and come closer and it would turn on. It's that would just be defense. like an endless loop. Yeah. Um, I think it's powered by the uh, energy of an evil spirit, not a battery. Oh. It's, or maybe it's a potato. We don't know what's under the fan. So it's light. just an infinite light that they have. If he's yeah. ever close, they just get a free light. See, that's why the Shadow Man needs to explode light bulbs and not just suck battery. Yeah. Because he could just be like, yeah, phantom light, dead. Up your game, Shadow Man. The house starts groaning around them and Hannah says that they need to go. Seth's all, where? In the haunted woods? Gabby's all, yeah, well, at least we can run there. Luke then remembers the book and says Connor had a reason to steal it. Let's start from the beginning. He went into the woods. He got cursed. Then he found out about June Murphy. He just This is a really terrible time for a recap. He decided to hold a stance to find out the truth. The truth is the lighthouse keeper used the book to become the Shadow Man. That's why Connor wanted it. The Book of Shadows is what created the curse, and maybe that's what we used to break it. So they gotta go on the hunt for the book. The last ten minutes on Are You Afraid of the Dark? I have three paragraphs left, so I don't even think it's that long. We cut over to the kitchen where the gang is using their lights to search around for the book in the dark house. Seth gets his cape snagged on something and starts pulling it. Oh, brother. He asks for help as Luke walks over and he lifts up the board of the floor where it was stuck. He flips it open and he looks inside to find the book of shadows. So they, they find the book of shadows like instantly. Yeah. I get they they had to have these characters find this book. But just having Seth be like, oh, my cape's stuck. Yeah. Like the silliest way they could have solved that problem. Yeah. My next note is, well, that was quick. (laughs) (laughs) Luke exclaims he found it and the shadow man appears behind Jay and snatches him. They quickly get a beam of a flashlight on him and he disappears. Jay screams at Luke to read the curse. So he flips open the book. Hannah, Jay and Gabby are all back to back to back fighting off the shadow man as Luke and Seth are by the book and phantom light. He starts reading the same spell that Connor used from the first episode. Spirits high, spirits low, protect me from this wicked foe. He shakes the phantom light for extra light, saying, Drive away all harm and fear. We look over at Gabby getting a call from Mom, and she answers it as Luke says, Only good is welcome here. Gabby says, Yeah, we're still at the library, and we're we're buried in books. So silly that she would answer this phone call. (laughs) I would use the phone call light up as light, but I'm not. Hey, maybe send a text, Gabby. Yeah, right. Luke yells that it's taking too long and he can't see the spell since the phantom light turned off. Seth goes, oh, magic fingers, and he uses his light-up thumbs to light the book. Mm. Luke reads the spell of magic pure and bright, protect us in your hollowed light, and the house shakes a bunch more, and the shockwave comes out of the lighthouse, and we cut, and we see the kids sleeping on the floor. Luke opens his eyes first, and we see him sleeping in the same spot that they were just in. So, like, he's next to Seth, the other kids are all huddled next to each other. Luke stands up telling the gang to wake up, and they all do, and Jay asks if it worked, if he broke the curse. And the door opens up, and Connor walks into the room. He looks around, and they all give him, they, they all come up and give him a hug, Luke first, and he says, yeah, and he smiles, saying, it's really me. Uh, okay, I don't know if I missed the line, but whatever. They give him another hug, and we look down to see Seth still sleeping, and the phantom light, which is now turned off and then back on. Yep. And that's the end of the episode. So, again, to reiterate what we said before, when Connor showed up, like, the look that Luke gave him, Mm -hmm. I thought they were going to kiss right then and there. And you know what? They should have. (laughs) That would have been pretty great. Okay, so let's talk about about this ending. (laughs) This Um, is almost exactly what I expected, and I'm delighted. It's the fake out that you wanted. Mm-hmm. I love fake outs. Do you think Connor is the Shadow Man? <laughs> Connor is the Charlie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. I don't know if he can, like, split himself up into different beings, but yeah, I guess he's the Shadow Man. They'll be like, oh, we did it. And uh, they'll think it's all good, but this Connor will get, you know, creepier and creepier yeah. until they're like, you're not the Connor. I, it'll be like Luke being... <laughs> Luke like, is going to go in for a kiss and he's going to be like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, it'll this be This isn't Connor's like, kiss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Like, oh, th- this whole time Luke's been like, oh, he didn't tell me that. He tells me everything. Or 
definitely. Yeah, he's going to be know. like, this isn't the same Connor that I knew three days yeah, ago. I know yeah, everything sure. about Connor. And then he's going to question it. And Connor's, oh my God, do you think Connor's going to do stuff like look into the camera and <laughs> like smile and stuff when he does something bad? That I mean, he kind of already did. They were I like, know. it's really you. And he was like, yes, it's me. <laughs> I can't wait. he's like did a smirk to the camera and winked (laughs) (laughs) it's me Connor (laughs) oh my god I can't wait (laughs) it's gonna be great I'm so I love this season not gonna lie I think it's great they're gonna go to the store Connor's gonna pay for something and Luke's gonna be like wait what the fuck (laughs) okay so we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves to say, like, what the next episode is going to be when we don't even know what it's called yet. But <laughs> <laughs> let's just say, here's what I think. Here's what I think the next episode is going to I can't talk. Here's what I think the next episode is going to be. Connor's going to go into the into Sardo's magic mansion. And I don't know if he's going to, like, threaten Sardo or what, but he's, like, going to touch something and it's going to burn his hand. It's going to be, like, I don't know. Some sort of ancient Are You Afraid of the Dark relic. And then they're going to figure out that Connor's actually a, a Charlie Murphy <laughs> disguised as a Shadow Man, disguised as a Connor. And uh, they're going to be like, oh, the curse is still on us. And that's going to be the end of the episode. Maybe okay. some kid's going to get taken. Maybe it'll be Here's set. the problem. Okay. They've got this phantom light, right? Mm-hmm. They're presumably not going to just leave it there. So they're going to be like, carrying it with them and it's just going to be going off the entire time they're walking back into town with connor somebody's yeah. got to notice that yeah yeah unless they put it like in a backpack or something like, oh we don't need this anymore <laughs> we didn't mention though seth is still sleeping like everybody woke up except for seth you think that means anything it means he's a deep sleeper <laughs> maybe he was maybe. still sleeping the first time that they woke up on the floor as well oh yeah you're right okay consistency is my favorite okay do you think that this episode has uh given us anything any morals that we should follow for our life um petitions are useless yeah another good one is that if you lose your job you should take something very important to the job you should smooch it and then throw it into the ocean so that nobody else can have it (laughs) if you can't have it no one can (laughs) perfection all right you ready to find out what the next episode's called yeah what is it called okay the tale the next episode is called the tale of the dance macabre okay that gives me nothing well obviously it's going to be the the glow dance gives me nothing (laughs) well we already said what we think it's going to be so we're not going to go down that hole again no it's going to be everything we said but somehow also a dance Yes. Well, it, it's going to be the glow dance. Uh, somebody's going to take Tony Silver because I accidentally looked up and seen that she's in this episode. And uh, she's going to yell at somebody, probably. A glow dance, which I'm assuming is just a dance in the darkness, but with like, you know, glow bracelets and stuff. Totally. That's a good place for a Shadow Man to wreak havoc. Absolutely. Well, I say this every week, but I got to say I'm looking forward to it. I'm genuinely interested to see where the story is going to go and i like yes. wondering Same. and theory crafting if you will what the hell is the class of 2007 <sighs> all right brandon well i think we're done for the day next week the tale of the dance macabre spelled d-a-n-s-e it's very french i think it's actually dance dance macabre, dance macabre. <laughs> okay we gotta go <laughs> there's a troll I... in central park no, no, no. All right. I got to go, Brandon. I have had enough of you. I'm out of here. Bye, everybody. I've been up Bye. all night. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.